Well, Nevin, we've got, I mean, hey, it's another Friday. You know it what that is means. another Friday. Grab a cold one or whatever beverage of your choice. But we've got, what a treat. What a treat we have. Joining us, it's my boss, Michael. Michael Hollenbeck, you're here. Hold, hold up just a second. I'm like, I'm the treat? You're the treat. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The, uh, I'll take it. Yeah, you are the first guest for the Happy Hour you doubled, podcast. You, you effectively doubled the IQ of the podcast. Thank you oh. very much for coming on. That's excellent. Well, <laughs> hey, glad that I could lend a hand or a couple IQ points as the case may be. Incredible. Well, uh, Nevin um, really set you up last last episode. So let's zoom out a bit. Our, our marketing, our advertising agencies in the e-commerce space, uh, do they still matter? Are they still worth it? Uh, do they still play a play a, uh, a role in uh, profitability in the market and I, I think that you know we, we brought up a lot of things last week you know we talked about you know with with AI coming you know AI coming and and who knows you know all of what's going to happen there but with automation already ha- being in the marketplace for so long and and the platforms the ad platforms really leaning it well, we don't we don't use the lean in guys we got to ban it we ban, we're banning the term we don't we don't use it um the, the, the ad platforms really focusing on essentially trying to make agencies and i don't know you know i don't know if this is this is not a conspiracy theory but just from someone working at uh, in the agency space, it really looks like with Pmax and automation and Amazon and all of these platforms are trying to make it so easy to to advertise that uh, uh, it's it's hard to not take it personal as an agency, right? Like, hey, that's you know that's that's what we're good at. But just want to get your thoughts on it. I mean, what what kind of things do you think of when on that topic? You know, there's always this uh, kind of fight between um, people who are making it easier to. Uh, enable you to do a thing and then there's always the question about yeah but should I do the thing mm-hmm. right um, in in the case of the advertisers I mean they should they they ought to make it easier for their customers uh, to use their platform I mean that part is really good but the, the problem is that uh, you know this isn't necessarily a, a, a video game like people are throwing an unbelievable amount of money at the platforms so yeah i mean it, it, it's super easy but then all right but you know sh- what what happens when i throw the money at them and is it good uh for me am, am i getting what i thought i was gonna get uh could i do better you know i, I think that's the the challenge is you know even though the actual uh, separating you from your money becomes a lot easier. It's it's like, yeah, but like I'm not really sure. Like I'm getting what I should be getting here. How do I know that? Who could I talk to? Yeah, there's a there's definitely a, a like a like a, like a slot machine vibe going on right now, where it's like you put money in there, um, you you got ch- you got you got odds to win. You're not sure what they are. Uh, and the uh, an algorithm runs and lights flash and noises are made and then you find out if you won or not but there's no insight into what you did right or wrong in order to win it's just you know put more money in there and try it again and i think that's that i don't th- i think that's uncomfortable for most people especially like nowadays where it's getting more and more with with competition and it's almost a self-fulfilling or kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy where these ad platforms are making it so easy to spend money and advertise that's that it's saturating the landscape and making it more difficult to uh you know to be profitable on those platforms uh because of the competition and 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 that that drives bids 
up and all this stuff. So it really puts a premium on being smart about it. The question is, right, Michael, is like, how do you be smart about it? What what is it? What are the levers we still have to actually to actually be intelligent about uh, about getting the most out of these platforms? Right. And just to jump in with a little bit of devil's advocacy here, I do think that that is something that a lot of the platforms have recognized. You know, pretty much every brand that I, I've been managing has at some point gotten reach, uh, reached out to by Google to give them their own account executive or to give them their, their own rep. They're kind of inside track to Google. And I do feel like they're, they are starting to kind of leverage their way into the advisory role. Most of the time, kind of coming from the, you know, working within agency to kind of talk to them it's sometimes we can get some really good insights but i do feel that the one thing i want to call out there is that a lot of these account reps and one thing i think gets missed is a lot of these account reps are uh, they're very siloed right the facebook representative is going to be focused on facebook and how to maximize facebook the google rep is going to be maximize like is going to be looking to maximize google performance amazon's going to be trying to maximize amazon sales but at the same time, none of these rep representatives, even if they're, even if you get a really, really good one, they're not really able to zoom out and look at the greater picture. And that's, you know, one of the things I'd like to throw into the ring is that that's where I think agencies really succeed is not just giving, oh, what should I do with this particular platform? It's what is best in the overall marketing ecosystem that we are running? What is going to be best for the brand? Yeah. I, so I, I think this should come back to advocacy uh to your point nevin those guys are i mean they are paid to advocate for their employer the google is rep is going to advocate for google the meta is going to advocate for for meta and they should and that's what they're supposed to do um the the challenge though is you need an advocate as an advertiser as a brand as well to put your best interest in mind because like even with pmax i mean i think you guys already talked about the quote unquote roas trap which is just mm -hmm. i mean keep in mind these contribution margin statistics that that statistic that's really good for you contribution margin what what do i actually make when i sell things yes that's not included in those algorithms and right uh, I, I know you guys have hit that point in the past pretty hard, but that's just an example of ROAS is a metric by which the market judges themselves on the effectiveness of ad campaigns. But man, it's missing such a huge picture there. Yeah. And why is that? If, if brands were building it, if, if that was a mechanism brands were building for themselves, they wouldn't do that. They want to make sure that they're making money, not just that they're spending money. So I think number one, an agency is always going to be a good agency should be there to advocate for you. And there's some questions about how agencies bill and, you know, the percentage of ad spend is understandably, a, you know, a topic where folks want to make sure that they're getting their value and, and the percentage of ad spend just in sense spend. But that agency should be there to advocate. And then the second point I'd make is they should be there to educate. Uh, a, a lot of the people that we talk to at Finch, just in terms of prospects, you know, there's a, a fundamental misunderstanding or, or lack of understanding sometimes, or let's just call it a lack of clarity of what metrics they should be using. And so we spend a lot of time just sharing best practices about which metrics they might be interested in. So you, you do miss out on that 
without an agency. And those are just a couple of things that I, you know, <laughs> I could lead off with. But obviously, I, I you know, I, I feel pretty passionately that agencies are important. Yeah, I mean, w- the way we talked about it, I mean, just kind of z- zooming advocacy is a good way to put it is uh, who do you, you, you need someone in your corner? You know, uh, focused on what you on on the outcomes for your business, because the person, you know, the, if, if you get a rep from from, you know, an ad platform, they, they, you know, they're going to talk to you like they're in your corner. But but I mean, we know who pays them. Right. So <laughs> it's it's kind of a, kind of a who's who's got your back here. Who's looking out for you? Like I, I agree with the percent of percentage of ad spend is so blatantly encouraging. It's so blatantly encourages uh, agencies to find reasons to convince you to spend more, even if sometimes spending more isn't always the smartest thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, do you, I, that makes me think, okay, well then should it be a percentage of profit driven or, sh- or is there a, is there a medium? I mean, what, is there a way to look at it? That's more, uh, incentivizes growth instead of just spending more money. Yeah. You know, uh, we do get into conversations with people who who want to do that. You know, the, the challenge as an agency in that case, though, is you only have so much that you control. So as an agency, we can purchase advertising in a, in a smart way. Um, that, that's the goal is not just to purchase advertising in a smart way to make sure that everything is optimized and set up. But we don't control the product. Um, we don't control the development of the product or, or the technical landscape or, or just really, in, in general, is that a competitive player within the marketplace? So the, the problem for the agency under that, I don't know, that, that, that aperture, if you will, is just that then we have to own a lot of things that we can't own. So you try to make it fair, like you you try to figure out what the pricing model is. So one example of that is, you know, you have like a, a base fee and then you have a reduced percentage of ad spend. And that's to, you know, kind of ratchet back, you know, disincent to some degree, just the pure look at the ad spend. But there's a lot of ways to look at that. And, and you really want to try to find the best fit for both parties. I really like the way you put that because one thing you know working kind of boots on the ground with a lot of clients that every client is going to be different and there's a lot of factors at play you know when we're trying to work with clients we we really focus on zooming out and trying to get the entire picture of how everything is working and you know i think that the percent of ad spend model by itself i don't necessarily think is a super heavy formula for success but where i think we've seen really interesting or really good results has been you know with like you said a reduced percentage of ad spend model and then adding on services to that a la carte kind of bolting those on like for example not all clients are going to need something like feed management what i i wish every client had at least some sort of feed management system in place but some of them are going to just be going through you know various services on their own not every client is going to need you know heavy duty search engine optimization most of them may already have that built in so being able to have a pricing model that reflects the individual needs and goals of the client, um, I think, is is really, really important. And that's where agencies have the potential to build a lot of reputation. And they and I don't, the word I'm thinking for is accountability. I can't a uh, dependability. Yeah. <laughs> is you're able to build, uh, you know, a 
a, a relationship that is built on accountability and um, like mutual trust. And I think that's incredibly important because trust is the relation is the is the metric that makes or breaks client relationships, particularly with um, particularly with agencies, particularly with performance agencies, because every client is going to be coming in with a different goal. You know, if we're looking at a client that might not be as focused on profitability, but is looking to rapidly scale and grow, and we can yeah. we can try and build bill off profit, but we yeah, might be eating margins, even though we're putting in a ton of work. So, sure. Yeah. Yeah. And there's this, this idea that, you know, when you engage with an agency, I think a lot of times people hire an agency in the, in this space, in the e-commerce space, and they'll hire an agency and, and give them a very narrow job to do, you know, make me more money from my Google ads. Right. And at a certain level, there are agencies out there pitching that saying, Hey, hire us to do this. And so you can't be surprised when people hire you to do that and then don't let you look at the other parts of the revenue engine, right? So, but but for people out there who uh, have an agency that they trust, I would recommend, honestly, open, and open them up to give them access to as much of your uh, revenue data as you're comfortable giving them. Because if they are really good and they're really smart and know what they're looking at, they can, maybe they can't fix, uh, fix uh, necessarily what's wrong uh, because what's wrong may be, uh, you know, your cart's not optimized and you're losing, a, you're losing a lot of people in the checkout process, right? But they don't know that, you know, they can do that. The, that that's a normal yeah. thing you can look at just by going to a website, but like, going to the website and experiencing it. But l- giving them opportunities to step out of just the, the little, you know, area you hire them to play in to give you kind of uh, a wider range of advice is saying, saying, you know, and if we want to really be really, uh, you know, grease the skids here and really push profit we need to look at the rest of the picture and and we can't just be siloed uh or we can't you know we can be but you have to understand the results are going to be siloed as well right like you're only going to get the results out of you know yeah yeah Yeah. so let me give you a, a common scenario um we talk to a lot of companies that are let's say at the beginning of their life cycle i don't know uh let's call it sub sub $2 million in online revenue mm-hmm. as a, a brand, as you know, a product company that is selling online. Um, let's say that you want to grow and everybody wants to grow. I mean, profitable growth. It's, you know, kind of the drumbeat. Um, but let's say you want to do that. Uh, so y- you need a strategy that considers all of that. So let's say that if as a, a, a brand, like a, I don't know. I, I go to the doctor to diagnose things for me and to help me out because I don't see people every day. I don't, <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not in the business of doctoring. So, uh, you know, every time I go to WebMD, I end up with another brain tumor. I'm like, again, mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, so I go to the doctor because I want him to help me understand that and, and to help me strategize what I should do about that situation. Uh, I would hope that an agency would be providing kind of a, a similar situation there. Because if you go to Google and you say, I want a full funnel strategy, uh, w- what would that look like, uh, Mr. Google Rep, Mrs. Google Rep? Well, I bet you that you get an answer that's really Google-centric. Matter of fact, I'll bet you you get an answer that's like exclusively Google-centric. So probably um, exclusively PMAC-centric. Right. Or if I go to Meta, you're going to hear about the Meta Toolkit. Or if I go hit fill in the blank, you're going to hear about that. And that's not wrong. That's just, <laughs> I mean, 
I want my meta rep to be very good at meta and to tell me all things meta. But the thing is, um, at some point, I do want that doctor of e-commerce. And I want to be able to go, okay, let's talk strategy here. All right. I want to grow. I don't want to lose money. I want to have to go get a better relationship with my local banker. Like, what do I do here? <laughs> you said the magic word, Michael. You said it. You said strategy. That's the magic word. Ring the bells. Ring, ring the bar bells. It's <laughs> honestly like, you know, that's, I mean, kind of what, what it is like, uh, that look, the, the platforms are getting easier to manage by yourself. You know, you can hire one marketing person who is really good with, uh, you know, with paid search and managing those platforms. If you're if you're an e-commerce brand the size Michael just mentioned. Um, but uh, if you want to get, you know, and they can do that, they can they can sit there and run each of those things. That, that, but they may not be equipped or have the bandwidth to really uh to really look at overall strategy the way that the way that an agency can because they do it constantly right like the, if, if you get an agency that specializes in that which i like to think we do but uh you know that's what they're they're always looking for yeah you're having a problem with roas the solution may not be to try to raise that roas let's really dig into that data uh and see if uh if there's a potential margin issue, maybe the, maybe we need to focus on margins in, in that, in that campaign instead of the ROAS, um, you know, there, but if you don't kind of zoom out and understand how these metrics, uh, affect your, your, your profit engine, you can't really, you know, you can't really diagnose and, and you can't well, diagnose and you can't treat. Yeah. So, I mean, it's interesting. I was, I, I love e-commerce podcasts and, um, I was listening to a podcast actually from a competitor of ours recently, and they just noted they don't use PMAX at all. And they called mm -hmm. out a lot of reasons for that about how it's not good for their customers and why they don't do that. Well, I'd want my agency to take a strong opinion on that as well. And I'd want them to have statistical validation for it. And, you know, I, I would pay them for the opinion on uh, how we do better than that. So I, I want that from you know, my agency, I think, um, you know, just in general, that holistic view of like, what am I trying to do and, and how do I best get there? And then a good agency is going to have other customers, <laughs> which means in addition <laughs> yeah. to having other customers, they got other customers data, right? Right. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> if, if I'm about ready to spend, I don't know, 20, 30, $40,000 a month, uh, it's kind of an advantage to me to be working with somebody who's spending tens of millions of dollars on behalf of others and sees those results and can help me, uh, you know, steer me clear of the things that aren't helpful and, and point me towards the things that are. So, yeah, I mean, there's there's still a lot of really valuable uh, agency functions there that I that I think is indispensable, despite the fact that I think these tools are getting a lot better. Yeah, I think the tools are definitely getting a lot easier to kind of use at a base level. However, one thing I do want to call out is that one of the benefits that you do get by bringing in a team of specialists like an agency is that you do get a lot of expertise. Like, would I recommend PMAX if you're like a five, ten million dollar a year brand and just relying on PMAX alone? Hell no, that's not a recipe for success. There's a lot that can go wrong there. However, so riff on that for a second, Devin. I don't mean to interrupt you. So what else? Like not just PMAX, but... Where I was going with that is I think there's actually ways to make PMAX work. You know, we've been looking at PMAX under a microscope 
pretty heavily for the last, I don't know, probably two years or so and really kind of analyzing what makes it work and that there are specific things that work within a Pmax that can make it go and can actually make it in many cases outperform, you know, standard shopping campaigns simply just by leveraging the automation, let Google do what it does best. However, put a leash on it. And that's where I think you go from sort of this 101 just deploy a campaign and let it run model that I think a lot of the platforms want you to do to really kind of going into that like master's level of, okay, we're going to launch a PMAX, but we're going to break it open using a couple scripts. We're going to control the feed with a vice script to make sure the budgets are going and are allocated to specific, uh, specific sectors. We're controlling the creative at a very, very granular level. And we're kind of hacking around the keywords so that we're not applying in search terms. We're only appearing in shopping and the display remarketing. So there is a lot of things that you can do within a PMAX campaign or within an Advantage Plus campaign to really kind of hack it to be a much more capable campaign than it would be out the gate. However, those are lessons that are learned after a lot of experience. And that's something that, you know, I'm sure that there's exceptions to the rule but i saying i don't feel like a lot of brands by themselves are able to access you know especially when you start getting into more advanced tools like dsp especially when you start getting into more advanced tools like you know bit optimization and things like that and you know bit automation then it really becomes a question of you know at the end of the day how experienced is the person behind the wheel and yeah, as a, can... so as a, no, sorry, Nevin, as a, as a kind of a tip for if you're an e-commerce brand and you're uh, evaluating agencies to work with, uh, if they don't have a, a pretty robust, uh, flushed out and tested uh, testing roadmap for their creative and for the campaigns they run, that's a pretty good indicator. They might, they may not be mm -hmm. a good, may not be a good partner for you. Cause that means they're not doing it enough. I mean, we have those things to do it all the time, right? Like a test testing roadmap to see what creative, like you should never just assume a piece of creative is going to be the best piece of creative for a campaign necessarily. Right. And, and so you need to test it to make sure like validating, you know, that's part of that trust, Michael, that you talked about. Like uh, for me, trust is you'd never assume that you're correct and you're always going to test it and show me why you think, you're correct after you test, right? And I th so I think that's a huge indicator for me. And I'm just thinking of somebody, if I'm an e-commerce brand listening to this podcast, and if you are, thank you very much. We appreciate that. But uh, if if you are, like, you know, do that, you know, ask to see, can I see your testing roadmaps? Can I say, what, how do you guys do testing? Uh, how is it built into how you run your uh, campaigns, how you manage your clients? That'll be a huge indicator because if they fumble around that question, it's going to be uh, difficult for me at least to trust them. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head there. I think transparency is really what separates the good agencies from the great agencies. And being able to say like, yeah, we'll show our work, take a stab at it, is you know where I think the confidence and that trust comes from is to be able to be like, yeah, here, you can look at all the data we looked at. Here's how we executed on it. Here's where we're going. Um, I'll just confess that uh, I have been divorced twice now. Oh, no. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so apparently I'm not super good at the marriage thing. <laughs> I think as a lot of the listeners might have some experience with, you get on these dating websites or these dating applications, Tinder, Bumble, fill in the blank. Mm -hmm. And you're like, these are marketing platforms. <laughs> yep. yep. 
that's all they are is marketing platforms. And you know what? Like on Bumble. What are the or, what are the products, Michael? Uh, I think the people <laughs> are the products, Mike. Yeah, so, some of, some of us are better products than other. <laughs> but, but you know, you can pay like on a dating website. You can pay to have your profile. Uh, I, I don't know highlighted for a certain period of time and they give you all of these other little perks but and you start to get into those profiles and you know you read from some fairly angry jaded folks in mm. there and you're like i i think that if you're looking for love being an angry jaded profile on a dating website is probably not going to be a good quote-unquote conversion strategy for you right <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so guys we're talking a lot about the paid side of this and you know i'm gonna buy a ad and i'm gonna place it fill in the blank where you're gonna do that but mike you were just talking a moment ago about the creative view of that but it's it's not just the about the creative it's like what is the people's experience with your ad mm -hmm. and I mean, is it a good ad? Do you come across as an angry, jaded, you know, twice divorcee? I'm hoping I don't. But in that sense, there's so much more about that. Like if I'm going to spend money, what's Google doing for me? What's Meta doing for me? What are any of these platforms doing for me to go, uh, dude, your, <laughs> your profile isn't doing you any favors or, you know, that your ad isn't doing you a favor. Um, you know, th those are other uh, things that your agency needs to be working on your behalf for. It's not just give me money, that's your creative, put it there, see the results, give me more money, switch. You know, it, it is an interplay about that whole experience. And then also, not only that, like in the dating world, I mean, depending upon your age, yeah, Tinder may not be for you. Maybe Bumble's for you. Maybe something else is for you. So no, having somebody there who can guide you through that uh, is helpful. I have a confession to make that's going to age me quite a oh, bit. Yeah. Um, I uh, never, I have never had a dating profile, a dating app profile ever. I was dating my wife before they really hit the scene, uh, and yeah. then we got married. And so, <laughs> well, that's uh, you know, I, I'm going to hope that you don't ever have any experience with a dating website. <laughs> I, I've not I, heard the greatest. I've, I've got a lot of friends, single friends that that. They complain about it so much. I'm like, why are you using it? <laughs> well, even still, it. like the daily websites, it's much more about the products on the site than it yes. is the site. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah, such is life. Well, guys, look, uh, again, happy Friday. I've had about enough. But I I'll tell you this, Michael. I am sorry for objectifying you. You're not just a <laughs> treat. You're a twice-divorced CRO. <laughs> that's right. Mike, my eyes are up here, buddy. They're that, up here. That's right. I'm sorry for objectifying you. And Nevin, as always, I get a little bit smarter. It's not a lot, but it is a little bit smarter every time oh, I wow. talk to you. Wow. Okay. Michael. So we're moving the goalposts a little bit. I well, hear it. Hey, look, I can't, like, I, your head is getting so big. I can barely see it. I mean, it's, it's, it's getting to the size of my field of view. But uh, no, you guys are awesome. I appreciate it. I'm going to ride into the weekend. You guys got any plans? Lots of plans, lots of plans. I am literally going to ride into the weekend on my motorcycle. Up Woo! The the now, mountain. there we go. You are you are on brand with this divorcee thing. Heck yeah, man. Leather jacket. Oh, please leather. don't tell me you actually have a leather jacket. 
leather jacket, Nevin. If you skid hey, across the concrete, but leather's cool. I thought you get like the ones that have the airbags built in now. Like technology has come so far. You come out, you look like the Michelin man at the end of it. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, by the way, as we're right into the weekend, I do want to say, you know, I'll be having a lovely uh, lady on the back of my bike too, who's been my girlfriend for a long time. Thank you, Bumble. Incredible. Yes. There we go. Hey. Don't brought don't, to you by Bumble. Yeah, yeah we don't want, we don't want to we don't want to upset. Yes, today's sponsor, uh, Bumble. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Hey, have a good weekend. Cheers. Appreciate you coming on, and let's just keep going. Let's keep riding. Right on.